You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to another special edition of the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Uh, back-to-back Sundays, boys. Uh, last Sunday, we were uh, came to talk about Scott Frost being fired. Today, we find out that uh, Eric Shenander, the defensive coordinator of Nebraska, has been fired. It's uh, shocking news here to us, but uh, <laughs> guys, <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to go from here, really. Uh, what, Derek, what, what were your I, thoughts on Eric Shenander being fired? Before we go there, I just, want, I just want to correct you a little bit. And can we not call it a special episode? Because it don't feel like a special episode. Uh, well, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's not our uh, usual it doesn't, drinking Tuesday night. But it doesn't feel special. No. Uh, look. Don't mind my printer going off in the background here. I don't know what the hell's going on. So, okay. You give up 94 points, 545 rushing yards, 677 passing yards for a total of 1,222 yards in the last two games. That's a fast track to getting fired. Yeah. And, uh, all right, well, before we continue, Tyler, what were your thoughts on this game here? Or Eric Schneider, talk, just talk whatever you want right now. Well, I mean, to talk about the game and critiquing the game just doesn't seem right the best analogy that i would refer to it's like if your sick dying dog decides to have an accident in the house you're going to get mad at it like no you need to go put that dog down and that's what it feels like with this husker team it it is it's bad it's just it's, it's 2007 nebraska it's 2015 or what 2017 nebraska it's just it's off the rails um the, the, the decision to fire Chins, I I don't know. Like, it's, you can't justify, like, why he should have had a job, except, like, I can't imagine what it's like to be an athlete in that locker room right now. It, it, it's, it, I feel like we're playing a really messed up game of Survivor in Lincoln, and every week someone's getting voted off the island. <laughs> every what? time the defense fucks up, someone's getting fired. Like, where did where did things go so wrong for Shenander? We talked so highly about Shenander and how good this defense was last year. So where did it all go wrong? Like, you could talk about losing players. You could talk about whatever you want. That that doesn't equate to the shit show we have seen out of this defense this year. Yeah, Derek, we are a month removed from doing a podcast where we're laying out bold predictions. And my bold prediction was that this would be Eric Shenander's last year at Nebraska, not because he was going to suck and get fired, but I thought he was going to do well enough to either get a better job or even a head coaching job. That was my bold prediction. And my goodness. And now now it looks like he may never work unless Scott Frost gets another head coaching job. Yeah. I I don't know. You know, looking back to last year, you can't, you know, we, we talked about the Super Seniors and had fun making fun of that name and Super Seniors. 
But that was the difference on that team. If it wasn't for the super seniors coming back, I think the evidence would have been written on the wall a little bit more, and he may not have even come back. Because, Derek, we've talked about it's not like that defense last year, even though it was good for an Eric Shenander defense. They Statistically, they weren't great. They were average. Yes, you're right. But the thing about Shenander was 2018 was bad. I mean, like, it was bad. But every year after that, it just kept getting better and better and better. And so, I, I don't. I, I just it just blows my mind that he could just go from keep getting better, keep getting better to just falling off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally looked like uh, Wiley Coyote falling off the cliff with his feet just running and going nowhere. Well, and, and again, in the case of Saturday in particular, you can say it was schemes. You could say it's whatever it is. It comes down to me as lack of effort. Um, there, there was a, the, the the play that broke it all open, right? The Dylan Gabriel play, where you, you looked like Johnny Manziel running down the oh, field. Yeah. yeah, it looked great. You know, Tommy Hill had a chance to tackle him in the five and kind of lays up. I mean, there was. So many times they just didn't seem like they were even trying to tackle, like half the defense wasn't trying. And maybe that's all on Chins. Like maybe that's all on him. And again, I'm saying the same thing I said last week with Frost. It, I want to believe, hey, just keep getting rid of these guys. That's going to fix it. There's just something wrong with this program right now. It's broken. And I, I just don't know if like, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I don't know. Are you insinuating that we should have kept Shenander and just let him continue the season? Because you only have two options. You either fire him or you let him coach, finish the season. I, I think what you got to do is figure out how are you going to get this team to rally. It, it, to me, that that is what you have to fix. It, it is not a – this is not a systemic X's and O's problem as much as it is lack of effort. So where does that – why Why this week, more than any other week in the last three years, what changed that we had lack of effort? Oh, we fired a coach last week. So let's double down. I, I, don't, I don't know if Frost would have made a difference on Saturday. I certainly don't think he would have won. But it certainly didn't look like Mickey Joseph got this team better prepared emotionally for Saturday. And I don't want to blame Mickey Joseph because it's really not fair. But that's what, that's what changed. That's the only thing that changed. Well, and the level of competition. I mean, I think we were kind of uh, bamboozled. You know, we had we had three games here against Northwestern, which, by the way, lost to an FCS team this weekend. Uh, struggled against North Dakota, and then you know we get beat by Georgia Southern, who lost to UAB, and they did not have nearly the game that they did. I mean, it, I think. The writing was on the wall. We only thought we'd look good because we were playing against bad competition. And we played somebody with a pulse, and we got exposed even worse than what we had over the first three games. That's what it is. I, mean, I, I, I do. I feel bad for Mickey. The, the, I feel bad that Trev Alvarez put Mickey in the situation that he had to coach that game. What, what, what are you saying? What do you mean? I mean – because you only get one shot to make your coaching debut, and that was Mickey's. So, what did you did you want Mark Whipple or Shenander to coach that game? I, I I questioned the decision when to fire Frost last week, and I feel like 
this would have been a much better day to fire him today. So I think giving Mickey Joseph three weeks before Big Ten play starts. You know what? This Oklahoma game, it didn't mean shit. It's an out-of-conference game. Yeah, you got completely embarrassed in a home crowd. But he has that extra week to game plan. Uh, and, and then he has the two weeks over the bye week. Oklahoma doesn't matter. It's Big Ten play. So an extra week given, I mean, whatever changes that they make, I mean, it's got to start sometime. It, it's not. This wasn't a game plan issue, Justin. This was lack of effort. I, I understand. Time, time will tell. He's got two weeks till we play Indiana. We'll see. We'll see what happens against Indiana. And maybe I mean, that the whole starting lineup. If, if there are players that completely checked out, like you know, if, if coaches have checked out, that they'll be gone. I mean, it. You're kind of right. It, it's almost. It does feel like a throwaway year, right? It's a throwaway year. A lot of these coaches aren't going to be here next year. Most a lot of players won't be here next year. Find the guys that really want to play for Nebraska right now. I'm just afraid that all the coaches aren't going to be here, and I would really love to see Mickey Joseph stick around. I'm Brian to the point, I, Brian Applewhite. I'd really like to see him stick around. These these running backs are doing a lot of good things. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what's the story with Ramirez Johnson here? I mean, we saw four different running backs play with Dave Irvin, Yant, and then, AJ, of course, A.J. Allen and Anthony Grant, but no Ramir Johnson. Four games in, and we haven't – we're not seeing it. Something's not right. Is he hurt? Maybe him and Applewhite don't get along well. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Applewhite don't think he's very good. I, I, don't, I don't know. That's speculation. Please, people, don't say that I'm saying and Applewhite's saying Ramir Johnson's no good. <laughs> I don't know that. It's, it's, it's just it's just speculation. Like I, like we're, I, I don't know what to take from that. Like everybody expected Ramirez Johnson, maybe not to start, but to at least get a ton of playing time to be part of the game plan. Yeah, and especially when you're talking about moving him out to slot, and he's going to play a little bit of both. So you're expecting to see him. I, I was almost expecting to see him like in the the uh, Wondell Robinson kind of role, where you're just going to expect him to do a little bit of everything. And has he not? Not only has he not done everything, but he's done nothing. Right. Yeah, the well, wide back, especially in this game where you where were everybody playing. had a shot. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I like Jockey's hand. There's obviously been a lot of speculation around his effort and attitude, but yet he makes it on the field and Ramir does it. Yeah. Like that's, that's I mean, the puzzling part. Yeah, it's just puzzling. Um, like I said, Derek, you said this right before we got to the Ramir Johnson, but like maybe Mickey will get it figured out for Indiana, and I I want to believe that. I like Mickey Joseph. I'm I, I think I said on Tuesday I want him to be our next head coach. Like I like Mickey Joseph. Um, he just I I hope it's an addition by subtraction, get rid of chins, but like I just feel like Shenander. I liked him, and I just. I worry about the psyche of this team at this point. I, w- I will say this. I, I I'm, might be in a minority here, but I, I really don't know that I want Mickey Joseph as our next head coach. Well, I, I want somebody. I want somebody more experienced, and it has nothing to do with Mickey Joseph. I love Mickey Joseph. I just want somebody with more experience. I, I really do. Well, and you mentioned keeping Mickey Joseph, and and, I, and maybe maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But like, it is 
it would be really hard, depending on how the season unfolds, to to demote Mickey Joseph back to where he was and just keep him. It, it just I, I get it. I get it. And that's why I said maybe he maybe he would take a wide receivers coach job again, and maybe he would. Well, and if it doesn't work out down the line, like what kind of what you're suggesting, Tyler, I mean, he's not going to get a head coaching job after this little stint anyway, you know? No, but it's more of what the other head coach is coming in and wanting. Like, do you want the guy who is the last head coach to still be in every practice? Like, especially if, you know, Mickey Joseph was the voice that the whole team heard. Do you, does it, is it kind of a divisive, weird situation to have the former head coach still at practice? And I, I don't know. Now he's not super involved in every little detail where he was last year. I, 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 I don't know. I, again, where my on Sunday, my feelings was it's not about do I think Schnander deserved to keep his job or not or all that stuff. I mean, he's a big boy. Frost was a big boy. I just I want this team to have the best opportunity to compete. To me, I feel like it's a psyche issue more than it's X's and O's at this point. It's effort. It's and I just the, t- the team definitely looked like they gave up in this game. I mean, there was I, there, there's no question about it. Like the, the the effort was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it started out good though, right? I mean, it, oh, it started out great. Oh, hey, I was ready to eat my words. I was ready to text you guys saying, you know, getting Vokalik and Henrich back that was going to make the difference. Like I really thought this team was going to play better. Defense came I was like, out. Holy cow! Right? Three yeah, and out, they got a shut. sack. Yeah, it's like March. man, they look good. I mean, this march, is what, down, march down the field. Don't even don't even slow down for a second. Take that yeah. touchdown. I mean, a phenomenal pass by uh, Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer. Like I just, and then he couldn't throw the ball the rest of the day. Of course, he didn't have any time the rest of the day. How many sacks did they end up with? Like, I, I, forgot, I meant to look at that. I forgot to look. I got the stats here, though. I didn't really want to look at the stats. But, you know, the way that game started, I, this is why I hate about 11 o'clock kickoffs, because I was not able to get myself to the point where I was blackout drunk enough to forget about what we saw in that game. I remember no, it. I'm, I'm actually shocked. So I, I understand the second half we played a completely different game. But they only had four sacks on us, and those were all in the first half. I know when they went to halftime, they had four sacks on us. Because I remember making a comment that they could easily have eight, nine sacks on us by the end of this game. Yeah. Tyler, well, where did we go from here? So we went a whole half without giving up a sack. I, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. You know, you know, Herm Edwards is now available. Uh, he just got fired today, and may, maybe we bring him in to inspire the team. Uh, I don't know. Where, where would he go? I mean, Bill Bush is going to take over. Um, I think that was the best possible move once you decided to get rid of Shenander. I I have no idea what this defense's scheme is going to be. Are we going to be a 3-4 or 4-3? Like, you know, I, how radical of a changes do you you see? You now have a bye week. Um you can't make a you can't really make a radical yeah. change. Like there's no way there's no way you're expecting a defense to change over in 2 weeks. Well, I mean, I guess my question is I mean, we've seen four three. We've seen three four. Do we stop running the four two five? Can we stop doing that? Because that sort of sure as hell isn't working. Like, can we? I, I agree. Cha- can we at least change a little bit? Like, maybe, I'm not asking. 
maybe we don't need a nickel in on every single play. Kalarvik looked good when he was playing. He, he played did. well. He graded out well, too. I mean, I mean look at not a lot of people graded out well, but... It, it's amazing how anybody graded out well, but a lot of people did grade out pretty well. Yeah, I, I just, you know, Indiana's a big game. I think Indiana is... I think Indiana is still, right now, sitting here today, is the easiest game we have left on our schedule. You know what? The only thing I'm looking forward to of the Indiana game is my good cousin Justin's coming back. My One of my favorite Uncle TR's coming back. Get to see Uncle Bo. Get some golf in. I'll be there too, Derek. Just, oh, know. oh, will you? <laughs> Shocked. My other, my other favorite cousin Tyler will be here. You and know. I'm sure his brother will be. I, I, I love all our family. I, you know, but... We're going to have a good time. And that's. Everybody loves Toddy Waddy. That's the only reason I'm looking forward to this Indiana game. I, this again, I, I, I want to see life. I want to see life. I'm, I'm sure I'll start drinking some Kool Aid. But I, I mean, it. this is. I mean, it, it just. And then again, the decision to fire Shenander this week versus last week, I just really, really. I feel so bad. I can't imagine that Sunday meeting. I mean, it's <laughs> bad. How, what do you think Garrett Nelson's like right now? Do you, do you think he just leaves? Like, do, do the players even care anymore? Or is it just like, oh, well, another coach is fine. Like, I just, God, what a gut punch. The day Brandon. after your biggest ass-kicking you've had in two years, like, another coach that had been there just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, you probably could. You probably could help save your job by not giving up. Maybe not let, let your teammates give up. Sure, say, and say what you will. Not that I think Garrett Nelson gave because that guy just don't. He's he goes got a motor, but he's a captain. Like, but, but gather gather your I, troops, get but, get them going. But years ago, you know, there used to be. You know, Justin, you mentioned this. Like the you got to figure out the guys that want to be there and the guys that don't. I think that was really applicable. You know, a couple more years ago. Now with the transfer portal, like who knows? Like, do you, do your best players even? Does AJ Allen even want to be here anymore? Do, I mean, does I mean he has got options? Like all these guys now have options of what they can do. It, it's not like these guys are like, I got to make the best of this situation. I'm going to be here for three more years. I've got to deal with this. I got to fix this. It's and, like, and and again, we're talking three weeks ago. We were sitting here talking about how. We were in an odd situation because nobody seemed to want to leave Nebraska. We were over on the roster. Yeah. And now it feels like we're going to lose a lot of guys. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you can rebuild now through the transfer portal easier than you've ever been able to do it. I mean, it's the new coach is probably going to bring a lot of guys in. I mean, that that's fine. It just we have eight more weeks of football, and – I, I, I don't well, technically technically we have ten more weeks. Because we got two buys we well, get but we get two buys. We got two buys that we can't lose. We we do have two Saturdays of like not no depression football and just laughing at the other teams <laughs> that struggle. Derek, what's what is our defensive stats to date so far, Rank? Uh alright. You really want to get into that. All right. Uh so again, you want to talk about how you lose your job, this is how you do it. Uh through four games, uh, Nebraska is ranked 114th in scoring defense, giving up 35.5 points a game. Uh, 124th in rushing defense, giving up 233.5 yards a game. 
Uh, pass defense is 115th at 280.5 yards a game. And total defense is 129th. There's only two teams worse than us. Giving up 514 point, or yards a game. That is insane. Yeah. I, I, how many games have we given up over 500 yards? At least three of the four? I don't think North Dakota had four or 500. No, they didn't. Northwestern did for sure. Yep. Uh, Georgia Southern did for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if if you're looking for some impressive stats, I mean. I I think it's a no-brainer. There's no reason to keep Shenander uh, after the, the start here through four games. I, I'm tending to lean to agree with you there. I, I, I don't know what it fixes, but keeping him around obviously isn't helping either. Yeah. I mean, I, there was I think no reason be... after three weeks to keep him. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Mickey Joseph had a lot going on in that first week. You know, it's, it's tough to be named head coach and like to fire one guy and, you know, and a, a coach and still have to get your team prepared for a game on Saturday. That's a lot to. That's a lot to do. Especially a top 10 team. Tyler, I mean, you, you roll your eyes like, oh, it's not that hard to do. Just tell them to go sit go sit on the bench and go color. But but it's not, first of all, to me, this is a Trev Alberts thing. Like, this is a, hey, Mickey, we let Scott go today. You're now the head coach. What do you want to do? And you have the conversation about Eric at that moment. And... If he's like, man, I don't know. It's like, if there's a time to do it, it's now. And that's that's the conversation you have. Hey, I could be the bad guy. I could be the bad guy. We let Eric and Scott go. You can stay face with the locker room. This doesn't have to go on you. That's a bad precedent for an athletic director to you know, get involved in the, those coaching firings, like at that but level. Again, it still could be, it was, uh, it could still be Mickey's decision, but if it was a decision to keep him last week, then like, it shouldn't have changed. It just, to me, it's really, this is not news. Firing a coach is really disruptive to a team. Firing two very important coaches in back-to-back weeks is, I, I can't, has any team done that? I tried to look up like, you know, when Orgeron took over and when Dabo took over, all these interim coaches, if they fired coordinators, when did they fire them? And I could not find one example of a team doing this outline where they, two weeks back-to-back, decided to get rid of coordinator uh, coaches. And maybe there is. I would love someone to tell me. I've asked people on Twitter. I've asked, I've asked around. I cannot find one example of this ever happening in college football history. So that means it's never failed. Yeah. Oh my God! Did Derek just turn positive again? The the, the no. guy. No, but I, I don't know, but I, I I can't justify keeping Schneider around. Yeah, know? I think you're I think you're reaching Tanner for like to to make it sound like such a stupid decision when it's the only right decision to do. It's the only thing you could do. Two wrongs don't make a right. What's the other wrong? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think, again. You can argue about timing. Okay, maybe maybe I'll give you that. But he pulled the trigger to fire him now. It had to be done. It absolutely had to be done. You know what would have been even a worse mistake for Mickey Joseph? Keeping him. That would have been even worse. 
I don't, I don't think it's worse. I don't think it's better. I, I, I don't know that Fire Emblem's going to change anything. I don't really you have don't. to try? I, yeah, you have to try. I, I agree that you have to try. I just don't know if it fixes anything. I, this is. I, under, a, I understand where both of you guys are coming from. I understand where Tyler's coming from. Where it, this isn't a video game. These are real so kids. Firing, firing coaches rarely fixes things. the immediate problem. Yes. And there's real kids in the locker room, and there's real players that like care about the theme and care about their coaches and have a relationship with them. And what and, was and again, what was that a, message in the preseason? All and you heard a lot of players that came uh, to the pressers. What they would say: "This is a business." They knew it was at stake. That was that was kind of like the 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 uh, keyword going through the program and the, the uh, beginning of the season. Everybody knew it was at stake because they said everything was business. You know, Ireland was is a business trip, right? Everything is business. They know what's at stake. This well, maybe, is part, don't, maybe don't run your business like Enron, I guess. I yeah. guess. But but this is part of that business. I mean, this is a, you know, it's all about results. And if you're not getting it done, that business says you're, you're going to go try it somewhere else. If you're not good at your job, you either get better at your job or find something else to do. And so maybe, maybe I, we'll find a banking job. Find a banking job. I know somebody hiring. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into games for. We're, we're right. not doing a podcast Tuesday. This is it for yeah, this th- week. This is the only podcast for this week. We got a bye week, and we're we gonna need go to sober up. Beer. We need a. We need a week away from this. Yeah, a lot of golf. Well, luckily, I don't have to pick Nebraska to lose by fifty points again. Yeah, you were right though. I didn't want to be right. I really didn't. Except you didn't get the over. No, I missed it by a point and a half. And that's only because that's really only because Oklahoma let off the gas big time. Yeah, what a class act that Venables is. Oh yeah, he could he, he could have put eighty on us. Yeah, he could have put one more. Well, he could put at least a field goal on us. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the games of the week. Uh, last week, uh, you guys can just call me Scott Frost here because I had another losing week. I, I was 2-4 and four last week, and I'm 7-11 and 11 overall. I mean, my God, Danny Cannell. I'm like the Danny Cannell of the podcast, picking games. This is just terrible. Uh, Derek, you went 4-2 and two to make your season total at 12-6. and six. Tyler, you were 5-1. and one. Again, that's back-to-back 5-1. Uh, weeks there, so you're 13 and five. So I'm just a slight six games back through three weeks. So uh, let's get it back here. Our first game is number five Clemson at 21 ranked Wake Forest. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, the, the, to kind of preference this, this was a really quick turnaround in some games. So some of my research, I haven't got a chance to look into it, but. Um, I'm going to go Clemson this game. Their defense is still top of the line in college football. I think Wake Forest is a good team. I think they've actually are one of those teams in the SC, uh, ACC that has a shot to actually compete um, as one of the top tier teams. But th- I just think the talent gap is still too much there. Uh, Derek. I tend to agree with you there. Uh, I love Wake Forest. I really don't. I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a Wake Forest fan myself. They they play they they play fun football. It, it's fun to watch them, but their defense just isn't very good. 
Uh, they gave a lot of points to Liberty last week. Really struggled in that game. They scored a lot of points, but bad in that game. So I, I just don't think you come off struggling from Liberty and come out and beat a Clemson team. So I, I have to go Clemson, even though I will be rooting very hard for Lake Forest. Yeah, I, I took I took Clemson as well. Uh, just seeing that that Wake Forest game, I uh, kind of swayed me a little. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, Liberty game last week. That kind of swayed me, but let's be real. I probably would, even if they would have blown Liberty out, I'd still take Clemson. I just think they're the better team. All right, number 17, Baylor at Iowa State. Tyler. You know, Iowa State's coming off of a bye week after um, the the emotional victory of Matt Campbell getting over the hump. Uh, Baylor looked really good last week, rebounding from that disappointing game against BYU probably as tough a game to pick on the slate for me, but I'm going to go Iowa State at home gets it done. Uh, I think Baylor traveling on the road, a little bit tough for them. Well-rested, two weeks to prepare. Matt Campbell's a good enough coach. Uh, This could be a preview of uh, who Nebraska perceives as the top two candidates for the replacement. Uh, My my pick of Dave Veranda, I have him losing. Uh, So Matt Campbell, the the hype train may keep rolling on him. So I got Iowa State. All right, Derek. Well, I, I didn't go quite into that kind of detail, Tyler, but uh, I believe the spread was like minus one for Baylor in this game. and I, So it's basically a coin flip game. I, I'm giving Iowa State home field advantage, and I, I think they find a way to get it done at home. Oh, man, I got a freebie to get on you guys. Uh, I'll get one here because I'm taking Baylor. Going with the uh, the hometown favorites here. Going Another game for Derek and I. Uh, the lead just keeps getting paid. <laughs> could be, could be. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried about the Clemson pick now with you, Justin. So I wish you'd pick first, so I know how to pick from now on. I'm hoping I'm not sabotaging my Baylor Bears here. All right, number twenty-four to at number eleven, Tennessee, Derek. Uh, I'm, again, I'm going to talk about Florida struggling a little bit last week against uh, was it Florida International, I believe, or South Florida, maybe. I don't know. One of those directional Florida teams. Uh, Tennessee's playing good ball this year so far. And they're at home. I, I, think, I think Tennessee finds a way to get this done. Tennessee. Tyler? Yeah, I like Tennessee before the season. I thought they were a better team than Florida. And then that week one, Florida beats Utah. And you're like, wow, maybe Florida's a lot better than I think. And then they followed it up with a not-so-impressive game against Kentucky, and then a not-so-impressive game against South Florida where they hung on by a field goal. And if I remember right, I think South Florida had a shot to tie it at the end. Um, they and, did, but it was, a, it was a bad hold by the... By the kicker, yeah. By, by the holder, it was, was holding, got a bad hold in the kicker. I mean, the ball was almost sideways. And he still had the distance. He just didn't quite get the direction he needed. So, I, I got Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee as well. Interesting uh, fact about the Tennessee-Akron game last week. Tennessee won 63-6. to six. Uh, We're all better, so this is kind of fascinating information. That line was 47-and-a-half, and I had bet Tennessee in that game because on Sirius XM on uh, ESPNU radio, they had a uh, one of these gambler guys. Uh, he was talking about that their model had – uh, Akron as being a dog 
to 22 FCS teams and a, an additional 25 FCS teams would be less than seven point dogs to Akron. That's how bad Akron is. So, fun fact: Akron is one of the only teams below us in total defense. <laughs> so, always bet against Akron. Whatever team they're playing, that team will cover. <laughs> Just like you know, they'll cover against Nebraska too. Uh, is Nebraska one four against the spread? Yes. We are zero and four against the spread. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Tennessee, um, our fourth game of the night is number 10, Arkansas, at number 23, Texas A&M. Tyler? You know, A&M had a nice victory against Miami last week. Um, I, I think at home, A&M's a tough place to play. I'm going to go the Aggies. All right. Uh, Derek? You know, I can't remember who Arkansas played this last week. It was – it was a really low-rated team, but they uh, were Missouri down. State. S- Missouri State. There you go. Uh, they were down seventeen to nothing at one point in that game. They really struggled against Missouri State. Really, really struggled. Uh, they did come out with the win, uh, but I, I at A and M. I just I I, I, I kind of dogged A and M last week after that Appalachian State game, but that Miami game I think kind of got things turned back around and. I don't know if Arkansas has got much of a shot in this game. Well, their former Arkansas's former coach was coaching uh, Missouri State, uh, Bobby Petrino, right? So he was the one that came in. So he had little. There's a little added motivation to whoop up on Arkansas there. Uh, I'm sorry, Derek. You had who? And all right, I'm going against you guys yet again. I'm taking Arkansas to go on the road against Texas A&M. Uh, I, I bet Miami uh, last night to uh, beat up on or to come in within six and a half of Texas A&M. They didn't get it done, but they Miami looked like shit. Uh, I think Arkansas will get it done, though, in College Station. Uh, number 15, Oregon at Washington State. God, I, you know what? Actually, I think that game's at, uh, in Dallas in Arlington. Texas A&M, Arkansas. That oh. College Station. Well, that changes everything. So you guys want you guys want part of this Arkansas piece here? No, after I found out no. you picked them, I'm shading you. All right, probably smart. Number fifteen, Oregon at Washington State, Derek. Oh man, I tell you, I kind of wanted to go Washington State in this game. They really impressed me with that Wisconsin win, and I'm not really sure what they need to do to get ranked because being three and zero and having a top twenty win over Wisconsin probably had a, probably should have been a top twenty five. Uh, but I, I think Oregon's a better team, and I think Oregon will find a way to get it done. All right. Tyler? Yeah, I'm with you, Derek. Um, following you this week, I guess. Um, yeah, I, you know, Oregon, after getting blasted in, in that road game against Georgia. Um, oh, come on. That was a neutral field game. Fair enough. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, Athens, <laughs> whole 45 minutes away from each other. Um yeah, I mean, I, I was like, man, Oregon's bad, but then they followed up with a really nice victory against BYU, and then uh, last week looked great again. Um, I, I think that they're just a better team. Washington State has been impressive. I'm with you, Derek. Um, another tight game is at Washington State, but I'm going to go Oregon in this one. 
Yeah, I'm taking Oregon as well. I don't watch any Pac-12 football, so this is just, I like their uniforms better. Uh, Minnesota at Michigan State. Tyler. I, I like Minnesota here, and I don't know if it's going to be that close. Minnesota's rolling. Um, I like Mike Loxley. Uh, not Loxley. Uh, Mel Tucker. Um, I like him. But right now, that $9.5 million payday, man, oh, man, that's not looking really great. Um I think Minnesota almost. I mean, I, I don't know what the spread is on this game, um, but I, I think one of my early bets will be Minnesota if it's if it's single digits. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's one actually. Minnesota's favored by one. Are you hammering Minnesota? As we are talking, getting that one in. <laughs> I like that bet too, uh, Derek. Uh, again, Minnesota is another team. What do they have to do to get ranked? Like they are just destroying everybody they play. Like they beat the crap out of Colorado this last week. Colorado's pretty bad. I, I get it, but man, they beat the shit out of them. I mean, I, if Nebraska is the worst Power Five team in the country, Colorado might be second, the second worst. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Minnesota has looked really good so far this year. Yeah, they're they're doing and, everything. Yeah, I, I have Minnesota. And, and, I, and, and I was I was not impressed with what Michigan State looked like against the old Huskies. Uh, so I, I, I I'm gonna go Minnesota here because I'm just not that impressed with what Michigan State did. No, give me Minnesota, Tyler. Would you take PJ Fleck as the next coach of Nebraska? I don't think a shtick would work here. I, I I think that people do. I think PJ Flex is a hell of a coach. I do. I, I so yeah. I mean, over him, over a lot of coaches, I probably would. I mean, I just think he he might need more than four years. I don't know if they'd give it to him. His culture would be a real change. Why don't you think his shtick would work? Would work here? I mean, he loves the media. He loves to. I mean, that's what Nebraska does to people. They love their coaches in front of the media. Don't you think he would eat that up? Until the media turns on him. Which they would. Don't lose to Georgia Southern. Don't struggle against North Dakota. Win more games than you lose. Yeah, but it's everybody. Like, every every coach. Oh, Pelini. He won more games than he lost. The media turned on him. It's because he turned on the media first. I don't know about that. PJ Fleck loves the media attention. Well, he loves listening to himself talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you know who loves PJ more. You know who loves PJ Fleck the most? PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he, he's not my top pick. <coughs> uh, I, I wish, really wish we were picking a Kansas game here because Lance Leopold, Leopold, I'm sorry. Isn't he making a name here? We kind of talked about Matt Campbell, uh, what he's doing at Kansas with that win over Houston. I mean, what he's doing at Kansas is far and above more impressive than what Matt Campbell's doing. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, I mean you took you took a dumpster fire. I mean, complete dumpster fire. Worst college football team over the last fifteen years. Yeah. You know, and if, you have if, them at three. You have them at three and zero. Oh? If Kansas Man, was I, smart, 
they would give him an extension this week. So like 2036 or something? To, to increase that buyout. <laughs> so I, I did see this stat out there on Twitter yesterday. Uh, for the first time in football history, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas are all 3-0 and in yep. football. That's what I want to Kansas Duke. First time <laughs> ever. Year. Yeah. Basketball schools, man. That's why Nebraska's that's struggling. That's pretty impressive. That's why Nebraska's struggling. Because <laughs> we're not a basketball it's school? It's the year of the basketball schools. <laughs> Jesus. Damn it, Hoiberg. I knew this would fall back on you. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of great football still being played, even though Nebraska sucks. So, uh, Tyler, you know, I guess uh, – We'll all take a break from Nebraska this weekend with the bye, and we can just follow whatever team that we want and uh, enjoy our Saturdays. So. I'll still be I'll still be depressed because I won't wait for us to win, and they're not going to. Yeah, well, at least you know, at least you have practice rooting for a team that loses. That <laughs> 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 that comes naturally these days. So, uh, anything else, guys? All right, this was a short one. Hey, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us, especially at the last second. He's uh, He's been doing stuff for us the last two Sundays. That's uh, that's pretty awesome of him. Uh, be sure to follow the Husker CastCast on Twitter, at Husker CastCast, and like us on Facebook. Uh, hit that subscribe button, rate review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red. <laughs>